All right. So yes, this morning we're talking about the light of the world and uh, kind of our theme verse is uh, John 8 verse 12. And he, uh, Jesus said he was the light of the world and we wouldn't have to walk in darkness if we followed him. So I, I want to talk about three things that light does, uh, especially the light of Jesus. And it's exposing, it's illuminating, and it's comforting. So uh, if you look at the word exposing, the definition of exposing is to make something visible or bright or to reveal the true nature of someone or something. Something or someone appears to be one way and it turns out to be something quite different uh, or even opposite. You know, for example, someone can say, I can dunk a basketball, I can jump 10 feet, slam the ball down, no problem. And you go, well, that's pretty impressive. But the next time you play with that person or watch them, you realize quickly, you can't even dunk a basketball if you tried. So you call him on it, said, you can't even dunk. Says, ah, yeah, I guess not. So right there, you've exposed them as a liar. I, I did want to share one personal example, too. I have a very vivid memory Grade 9, uh, it was early in the year, a new high school, grade 9 to 12 was in the high school. A uh, bunch of us, five or six of us, were at the edge of the school property towards the end of the lunchtime, and we were just hanging out talking, and two of our friends came from the town that was right there and asked if we were thirsty, and we said, uh, not really, so they brought out a couple bottles of beer and started passing them around, and with peer pressure, I decided I took a sip, and they didn't bother me anymore, so <laughs> bad decision. Uh, then uh, we go to class, and uh, we didn't even get a chance to sit down when the principal came on the intercom with the following students report to the office immediately, and I was one of them, going like, uh-oh. So uh, he said our secretary was driving back to work, and... Uh, saw you guys passing bottles of beer around. So I don't know who participated, but I'm just going to ask you individually. And I, I couldn't lie. I was a Christian at the time. I said, I was one of them. So I thought, oh, great. How many detentions are we going to get? And uh, he said, no, you're going to be expelled for a day. So I thought, oh, that I didn't see coming. So anyways, I went home and told my mom I wasn't going to be going to school the next day. <laughs> because I was skipping school. So she said, okay, well, that's not good. So the next day, we're a close town. We get, uh, go get the mail, my mom and I, and I'm sitting beside her, and we get the mail, and she sees this very official letter from Niverville Collegiate, and she opens it and reads that I was suspended for drinking alcohol in the school. Uh, I was exposed as a liar. And it uh, took uh, a lot of explaining that I was not into drinking and all that, but I, I broke trust and it took a while to uh, rebuild that. That's exposing. Uh, maybe a lot of us can relate to that, that whole lying thing, uh, telling the truth, and maybe you're even here today keeping a lie right now and trying not to be exposed. One thing that Jesus being the light is he exposes who we really are. And when Jesus came to live on the earth, the reaction to him was very sad. And we read this uh, in John. So I want to read John 3, 18 to 21. 
This is G, uh, John speaking of Jesus. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. And these are some of the scariest verses I read. Uh, in Hebrews four twelve to 13, it says, For the word of God is living and active, than, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Uh, very sobering verses, uh, speaking of the light of Jesus exposing uh, us and who we really are. Uh, one of the big reasons Jesus came was to shine the light on us to uh, show who we really are, especially in relation, relation to Him. So remember, the definition of exposing is to show the true nature of someone or something. And the Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Our true nature is actually against God. And once that hits us, uh, then we need to know what to do with that uh, because that's, that can be a very unsettling thing. So that's one thing light does is it, it exposes, and the light of Jesus exposes who we are that we don't come anywhere close uh, to the glory and holiness of Jesus. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, so number two is illuminating. So that is making something visible or bright or help clarify or explain something. So how many times you've been looking for something and you turn your flashlight on, your phone flashlight on, and there it is, you can see it. That's illuminating. Or the other thought is you don't understand something like homework or a project or even how to get somewhere and someone explains uh, that to you and you understand that's illuminating. And again, when uh, we're talking about Jesus being the light and illuminating, uh, as far as understanding how to connect with God, how to live a life pleasing to God, how to be saved, how to be forgiven, how to have eternal life, uh, we need somebody to show us the way, someone to shine a light on that so we could understand what that's all about. And thankfully, uh, someone was sent whose name was Jesus. And I'll just read John 8, 12 again. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is that light that shines the way. So Jesus explains that you're living your life without Jesus is like walking on a dark path or a dark building. You can't see where you're going. Uh, or where your life is heading. So I, I want to share another example, and 
This is an example where Andrew would say, Don, why are you so old? <laughs> I was the uh, youth pastor for a while, some of you know that, and part of my responsibilities was to make sure all the lights were off, doors were closed before we wrapped up for the night. Uh, so what I would usually do is we'd wrap up in the gym downstairs. I'll call that the gym downstairs. And so I would turn the lights off, which would be in that corner, and then I would walk across the gym in the dark to this doorway right here, come up the stairs, so I could go in this youth room and finish cleaning up in there. And I could see the red exit light, so I did that a hundred times. But this one night, I looked over to my left, and the kitchen doors were still open on the far side, so that'd be way over there. So I turned the lights off, walk over there, and uh, close the doors, and then I turned to go to this doorway here downstairs, but I couldn't see uh, between me and that red light. And if you know the basement, there's two metal posts down there. <laughs> and uh, I, I started walking slowly, and I thought, well, I'm going to just walk a straight line. It won't be a problem. Then I started thinking, why would I be so dumb? So I was... I was kind of reaching for my flashlight, and I walked into the, the first metal post. And uh, unfortunately, there were six stitches to, to go with that. I thought I was going the right way, and in the darkness, I was heading off the path. I was veering uh, to the side, and I ended up walking into the post. And this is what Jesus is saying. Uh, without him, he's making that claim. Without him... It's like you're walking in darkness. You, you don't know where you're going. So Jesus is saying you may think you know how to get to heaven, how to be good enough, or what the truth is, but Jesus is saying that without him showing and leading the way, uh, we'll find ourselves drifting off the course or even on the wrong path. We'll be walking in darkness. And a lot of us would think, well, I'm not walking in darkness. That kind of sounds sinful and rebellious, but walking without Jesus is like walking in the dark. And that's what that means. It's walking in darkness. So there's an interesting passage in Second uh, Corinthians 4, uh, 3 to 6. I just want to read that. And this is Paul in, and talking about his experience with the, the light of Christ and what happens when you don't have that light. So he says there, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. And in their case, the God of this world, which is Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So Paul says when Jesus shone in his heart, he realized what the truth was, who Jesus was. And until then, he would, they were blinded. They couldn't see. And then further in Psalm uh, 119, verse 105 and 130, the psalmist says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. 
So God's word is like a lamp, like a light. And the unfolding of it, which means to study it and, and learn it and do it, uh, gives light to our path. It shows us we're on the right path and uh, we can be assured of that. So that's that whole illuminating part. It almost seems like exposing is more negative and, and illuminating is more positive, even though it doesn't always work out that way. So Jesus came to show us the way so that we could know the truth and be sure we're on the right path of light. So there's a, a Christian leader named Augustine way back in the 4th century. Uh, he wrote about this, and this is what he said. The mind needs to be enlightened by light from outside itself so that it can participate in truth because it is not itself the nature of truth. You will light my lamp, Lord. So he says that without Jesus, we can't understand truth. We need a source from outside ourselves to know what the real truth is. And he said, Lord, the Lord is that person that can light his lamp and help him understand. So thirdly, the light is comforting. Comforting is to bring ease or relief or remove obstacles or give hope. Uh, like we mentioned, if you're on a dark path and not sure where to go, when you turn the light on, the path, not only does it show the, show the path, but it's comforting. Now I know where I'm going. And then you can relax. Notice how comforting it is when uh, you're outside and the sun is shining or you're in a house and the lights are all on. Uh, it's bright, it's comforting. But go to the same place when it's dark, it's not so comforting. I mean, a lot of you young people can probably testify to that. Your room is a great place when the lights are on, but at night when the lights are off or it's dark, suddenly there's things there that weren't there during the day. It's kind of creepy or a little bit scary. When I first became a, a Christian, I was 10 years old at a Bible camp uh, way back in Manitoba a long time ago. Um, I was so excited that I could start a relationship with Jesus. And when we got the invitation, uh, I and one other person uh, received Jesus as our Savior. And uh, it was so exciting. When I got home, I don't know how long this happened after I was a Christian, but uh, occasionally I would have these very dark thoughts or almost like a dark presence would be in the bedroom. And I shared a room with my brother, but um, it would be so dark you could almost feel it. And I, I'm totally amazed that this happened, but uh, somewhere along the line I just said, Whatever's, I didn't say this out loud, I said, whatever you are, whatever you want to do, I belong to Jesus now, so you have no hold on me. And suddenly I could see my brother sleeping there, and it was just like light in the room. Not bright, but just light and calm, comforting. I just remember going, wow, Jesus is real, and he is strong. And that, yeah, that blows me away. Now I want to be careful. Now there's been other times where I ask God, take the scary thoughts away, take it all away, and he didn't. So uh, some of you are probably saying, hey, I prayed that, and the darkness didn't seem to go away. And at times, Jesus wanted me to trust him that he was there and he was taking care of me. 
But on this uh, occasion, he wanted to let me know that he was there and he was real. And he was taking care of me. 1 John 1, 5-7 says, This is the message we have heard from him, and this is the disciples talking about Jesus, and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So it says there that God is light. There's no darkness in him. And at times we meet very challenging situations and it looks dark And sometimes we even wonder if it doesn't look a bit shady, but it says here God is light and that there is no darkness in him at all. Even in those challenging times, God never operates in the dark or or does shady business. And that's a comfort. So Jesus, the sinless one, the pure one, the holy one, Pure light, no darkness, he exposes our sin and our sinfulness. And the temptation here is to run and hide when his light shines on us. It's like Adam and Eve when they sinned, they ran and they hid in the trees. They didn't want to face that. We uh, talked about that last week when Peter was confronted three times by Jesus, asking him, do you love me, Peter? And it says Peter was grieved. The light of Jesus was shining right on him. And I don't know about you, but I, I can feel that when Jesus was shining on me, exposing my sin, um, how very uncomfortable that was. And the temptation to run, hide, Or like Peter said at one time, Jesus, just go away from me. I am a sinful man. But rather than running from Jesus, we want to run to Jesus. And Andrew explained that last week, that godly grief actually runs to Jesus in repentance and receives forgiveness. Jesus doesn't want any sin breaking our relationship with him or with each other, so he will expose us. But for the reason of bringing us to our senses, to to bring godly grief and repentance. And maybe you're not a believer today. Jesus is inviting you to come to him to receive his forgiveness. Maybe you're a believer today And you need to bring sin to Jesus and stop running. Stop hiding from his exposing uh, love for you. And Jesus' invitation uh, is to come to him and receive his forgiveness. To stop running and hiding. Uh, Just a note as far as uh, towards each other. uh, Emily shared uh, her hurting her brother, brothers and sisters, um, our brothers and sisters are right here with us in the Lord. So I do want to read a verse in Matthew 5, 
uh, 23, 24, so if you're offering your gift, and this is Jesus talking, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. In uh, Psalm 139, 23 to 24, uh, this is maybe encouragement for us. I know when we are exposed or sin, it's, it's just so tempting to want to hide or disappear for a while. Uh, David was not afraid to come to God and he actually uh, said in Psalm 139, 23 to 24, he said, Search me, O God. Know, know me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the, way, in the way everlasting. David actually knew God knew best and he could come to him with all that. He wasn't afraid of God because God would do it for his best and lead him in the everlasting way. And that takes a bit of uh, growing and learning to, to where we get to that point where we can actually ask God, search me, expose me, uh, see, if, see if there's anything in me that's uh, keeping our relationship where it shouldn't be. So Jesus exposes and then he illuminates. He shows us what to do uh, when our sin is exposed. For example, he doesn't leave us in the dark. And Emily quoted that verse in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So Jesus, through his word, gives us the way to live a life that pleases him. As he shines his light on us and shows us the path we want to live that pleases him. We saw that and hopefully learned that as we studied the book of John. And then Jesus also uses other believers to help us. To, uh, many of you could probably give testimonies of people who helped you understand a passage or helped you understand how to get through a tough time and understand who God is and how He works. And uh, they, sh- they enlightened you in your walk with Him. And like we also heard, uh, interesting, in- interestingly, Jesus calls us as believers the light of the world, Matthew 5. And in Ephesians 5, 8, where Andrew read that, children of light. So we are to live lives that would show who Jesus is and what he's like. Uh, if you are a Christian, when you go to school, when you go to work, when you use social media, we want to be shining for Jesus. We are his light. And in Philippians, uh, Paul even says, do everything without complaining or arguing. And he said, in this way, you will shine like stars. Because if you don't complain or don't argue, what's with you? And that would be a great chance to say, well, I met someone who changed my life. Uh, in that way, you're shining your light. And like Emily said, it's even just bringing soup to somebody or helping them out in this way. Uh, we're shining like Jesus. We're reflecting Jesus to the world around us. And then Jesus comforts. He, uh, he does show us the way. And like John eight twelve says, uh, we don't have to walk in darkness anymore. 
we can walk on the path of light uh, following Jesus. In John 10, uh, Jesus said, My sheep know my voice and they follow me. We can have comfort that we can hear his voice and follow him. John records in uh, chapter 1, verse 5 and 9, The light, and that's Jesus, shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. There's no darkness that can put out the light of Jesus, and that's a tremendous comfort. He constantly is shining and showing the way. So yeah, no darkness can put out the light of Jesus. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for just uh, these few thoughts on uh, the light of Jesus. Um, thank you for uh, revealing your Son, and even as we're about to celebrate the Christmas season again, you sent Jesus as a baby uh, to bring the light of the world and uh, to expose who we really are. And I know it's uh, at times very uncomfortable to be exposed uh, as people who actually don't want to follow you and who are enemies of you. But even though that was true, you died for us and you came to call us to yourself so that we could have the light of life. So thank you for that. Thank you that uh, you have illuminated us and you've helped us through your word and through other believers to understand more and more who you are and what following you looks like, where we're headed when we pass away. And then uh, your comfort of shining that light in front of us to be a God of light with no darkness, uh, no shady business, that we can trust you, that you will lead the way and you will uh, walk with us here on earth as we follow you. So thank you for that. Uh, I, I just do want to pray that as um, we are exposed, that we would not be afraid of you. We would come to you, confessing our sin, receiving your forgiveness and restoration. So thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.